0: to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd
1: Campbell. Welcome everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell
2: and Boyd Campbell,
1: and you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the Seventh Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google Plus, and of course, visit our website at sundrahealing.com. Today, we have Dr. Stephen Farmer with us. And he is a world-renowned author, teacher, shamanic practitioner, licensed psychotherapist, and soul healer. He has published several best-selling books, as well as other products like oracle cards on topics like earth magic and animal spirit guides. He recently released Healing Ancestral Karma, Free Yourself from Unhealthy Family Patterns. And in addition to workshops on earth magic, shamanism, and earth centered spirituality, he offers private consultations for shamanic soul healing and intuitive earth magic and power animal readings in person or remotely by phone and Skype. Welcome to the show today. We are so, so thrilled to have you here, Stephen.
3: Well, thanks, Rebecca. And thank you, boy. Thanks for having me on the show. Always look forward to a great conversation. Yes, so do we. <laughs>
1: yes, we have used most of your uh, decks of cards, and we have read several of your books, and uh, yeah, just truly a pleasure to have you here.
2: Yeah, it's one of your favorite decks to use for your animal yes, readings for the yes. week, for
1: sure. Yeah, I love your spirit animal stuff. Okay. Well, and oh, the earth magic. Yeah. It's all wonderful.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, but you know, we have our favorites. I understand that. Some people like uh, this deck or that deck, and then, of course, there's the children's spirit animal uh, cards, which... Uh, I credit my partner and wife, Jessica, for having contributed greatly to that, too. We, we uh, worked on that together, and it's come out very, very nicely. It's got a lot of parent awards and such like that, just mainly as a recognition for the value of something like that. Easy to use. Children love the images. Um, it, it's uh, the fourth of four decks, and uh, if all goes well, there'll be a fifth one on the way. Right I got to go down my list, though, of projects. I've got so much I want to do, <laughs> so much I want to do in so little time. But I'm glad you guys are familiar with my work. I appreciate that very much. Oh,
2: absolutely,
3: we
1: yeah, yeah, and love the fact that you focus on the children too, and that's a place that's very close to Boyd and, and my heart as well. So. Oh,
2: great. Yeah, for sure. So you um, you went through quite a shift in your life here. So you were a successful psychotherapist for many years. Uh, before you retired and shifted your focus uh, to becoming a, a shamanic practitioner, soul healer, and spiritual teacher. How did this happen to you?
3: Oh, my goodness. I was thinking as you were reading my uh, list of uh, what I do, I guess, or who I am, or soul healer, shamanic practitioner, or former, and I, I've been thinking lately that uh, it's uh, it's very difficult to categorize specifically what I do, and thus the number of probably about a half a dozen different terminologies that describe to some extent what I do, but also any label like that will will both clarify, but it, it sort of contains it. Mm-hmm. And um, Boyd and Rebecca, I, I recently, as you know, I recently returned from an extensive trip uh, to New Zealand, which was a combination of uh, vacation as well as work. Perfect. And I... <laughs> I noticed that I've noticed in the last few months, I would say, there's been a gradual shift, and I'll get around to responding to your question too, Boyd. But a gradual shift in mm-hmm. terms of what I do that I I am at an, um, a place in my life where I can draw from, gosh, so many I've had so many different uh, trainings and healing methodologies, both psycho- psychological, emotional, as well as spiritual, that. Uh, <laughs> I was joking with someone the other day and I said, I think what I'll put on my website as to what I do is two words, show up. Show up and be present. And Because I I've, I've, um, fortunately developed a, oh, I, I, how would I say, a strong relationship with the uh, spirit and spirit guides and such, I relied more and more on their input. Uh, you could call it intuition. I think that's a fair name for it. But my intuition has, has continued to develop and grow to such an, a point when I'm working with someone, whether it, they're asking for a, a message through, a, let's say, a reading that where I might employ some of the oracle cards, or they're here for a healing, is uh, the first 10, 15 minutes we have a conversation. And, and at that point, uh, or during that time, Uh, I'm also listening with, you could say, my third ear uh, to the input that I'm receiving, my intuition. And uh, then we go to work and do what we have to do, whatever that may be. Um, And I learned to trust that immensely. Um, Mm. So back to your question, uh, it was a gradual process, Boyd. I I really enjoyed doing the work as a therapist, and I, I think I helped some people. I'm pretty sure I did. You know, people kept showing up and come back next week and also I'm assuming (laughs) they were getting some value from it. And, you know, frankly, I know they were. And I was very blessed to be able to do that work. And through my own uh, evolution, spiritual evolution, which really began uh, relatively late in my life, I'd say my early 30s is when uh, the dam burst open, shall we say. And from there, it was a matter of finding Resources to further develop that um, that arena, which uh, now is certain, certainly the foundation of what I do with my work. And um, what I think really turned the corner for me and, and it was uh, 22 years ago, I took a two-day course. Uh, and mind you, again, I'd, I'd sampled, shall we say sampled or got involved with um, a sequence of Spiritual philosophies and um, I don't want to say religious exactly, but spiritual philosophies and groups, etc. And then I took a two day course that many people have taken from the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, and it was an introduction to shamanism. Uh, Michael Harner, uh, I had the benefit of having him as a teacher in that course, and he and his wife Sandra founded the foundation for shamanic studies some years ago, Michael's intent, very clear intention to teach as many people as possible in his lifetime about shamanism. Well, after the two days, um, I I got out of there and I said, whoa, this is it. You know, I'm on, I was on fire and I'm, I tend to be obsessive compulsive. Mm. You know, you guys probably know this. That's how you get work done, right? (laughs) You have to like writing a book. You have to get married to the book. Uh, to some extent, you know, to really get it done. It becomes, it becomes yeah. occupation, no matter what what else you're doing. so i I became I just really got very enthused and and started going, Michael, what do I do next? what do I, you know I want to do a three year program? you know let me do a two week. okay, who else do I Where else can I get some uh, some of this food, you know that nourished a, a deep, deep need, I would say a, a, a need that went back, oh, probably you know, some connection thousands of years ago and our ancestors, all of us, no matter what your ethnicity, uh, had uh, some closer relationship and intimacy with the earth and all the earth beings. And so I, uh, I just over the next three, four years, I gobbled up all sorts of training in uh, Hawaiian, Huna, Hawaiian shamanism, uh, Celtic shamanism, Tibetan shamanism, some further courses from, uh, uh, from the Foundation for Shamanic Studies which, by the way, people can check that out, shamanism.org. Uh, they put on some excellent, excellent programs with people that have been trained, thoroughly trained uh, through the foundation. Um, and uh, it, it just, uh, from there, Boyd and Rebecca, it just evolved, is the best way I would say it, to where I eventually said, okay, I got the word, you know, it's time. So I uh, terminated my uh, my psychotherapy practice uh, took about six months. I wanted to make sure that everybody was well taken care of by referring them out, et cetera. And then uh, and it closed, closed up the shop, so to speak. Now, I'm, I'm technically, I guess I'm not technically retired. Uh, I'm on an inactive status in the state of California, which means, um, you know, I could activate it. I have to take a few coursework and such. And I, I don't, you know, frankly, I just, I just read. I just signed on again for two years for, at, at an inactive status and as I was doing so I know why am I doing this and it's almost like having your security blanket. <laughs> you know, just, just in case. <laughs> just in case, you know, which is a, it's, it's totally irrational but I continue to do it. It's almost become a habit. Yeah. So now it's, it's evolved from there. I, I wrote some books as a therapist, uh, one of which has been uh, regenerated. Uh, my very, very first book 25 years ago is now uh, been uh, reprinted and a slightly revised as the 25th anniversary edition it's been selling for 25 years so you know people have kept continued to buy it um and it's a book for ch- uh, for adults who grew up with uh, trauma and abuse and some suggestions about the whys and the hows and um how to what to do about it you know that's another thing so that's a, like kind of a lengthy answer to your question but that's that's uh, that's where I'm at today, and I've had the, the blessing again of being able to uh, put some of this information out that is related to shamanism, but no one has to be a hardcore shamanic practitioner or even interested in shamanism to benefit, such as the animal spirit guides. Nice. Yeah, as you're, as you're talking there, and I could
2: feel um, what I call the excitement in your soul about what you're doing. It just, there's a fire in there just lit, lit up. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, and I think it was, you know, uh, reignited, and not reignited, that's the wrong word, but I think it was further um, enhanced by my recent visit to uh, New Zealand, Aotearoa, as uh, in Maori, which means long white cloud, but more on that, you know, in the next segment, that, that was quite a powerful experience as well.
1: Very nice. Mm, That would be wonderful. Uh, Well, you know what? We'll take this moment to go to a short break, and when we come back, we'll pick up where we left off. So we'll see everybody on the other side in two minutes. The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
0: Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of SunderHealing.com and register today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com.
1: Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Dr. Stephen Farmer here with us today, and we are talking about all kinds of amazing things. Uh, you know, healing ancestral karma is somewhere that we're going to head into shortly, but we've been listening to a little bit of uh, Stephen's journey through his own uh, path. And when we went to the break, you were talking about uh, a phrase you had said in Hawaiian and what that meant and that experience for you. Would you like to go into that
3: for oh, us? Sure. And uh, it was a Well, let's put it this way. I have been to New Zealand. Uh, This would be my fourth trip that uh, I just returned from. They're quite an extended time, almost three weeks. And uh, some time ago, back I think in the summer, in preparing for this trip, it occurred to me to take my family with me. So uh, Jessica, my stepdaughters, her daughters, uh, uh, Serena, 13, Ari, 11, and also my grandson. I have three grand, we have. Three grandchildren. They're they're of my bloodline, but uh, three grandchildren, and Jaden is 12 years old. And uh, I really have a. They they call Jaden Mini Me. You know, he, he's a <laughs> lot, he's a lot like me, and plus I just love the kid. He's very sensitive and really tuned in. So anyway, I want to take him as well, and so that was quite a logistical um, challenge, and yet we did it. Uh, we did it, and I'm I'm really pleased with that. So. In addition to uh, doing some work there this time on both the North and South Island of New Zealand, uh, we had vacation time, too, and did some did a lot of fun things. And particularly, um, the, the word that I somewhat struggled with is the Maori name for New Zealand. And it's Aotearoa. It's spelled in a, a weird way, A-O-T-E-A-R-O-A but pronounced, as I've come to learn, Aotearoa. And that is the Maori word for when they first uh, traveled across the ocean to settle into New Zealand, uh, before even the you know, the white man had showed up uh, some hundreds of years later. Uh, they named it the Aotearoa, which in Maori language is uh, the long white cloud. And we actually had the experience one day it was quite a windy day of seeing these uh, clouds that I'd never seen in the states and they they were these extensions like that like the wind had taken and, and formed them into this you know, well lack of a better term long white cloud <laughs> uh, they, my, my um, experience there I was on the North Island uh, I did a workshop at a place called the Maori Healing Center, which is uh, fairly new. The Maoris are involved, like uh, many indigenous people, are involved to some extent, including in Hawaii. You mentioned Hawaii, Rebecca, um, of re-ca- re, uh, getting the, some of their territory, their land back, that for which they would be guardians. And it's interesting, they don't call it ownership, they call it guardians. Mm-hmm. In this uh, one area that was uh, south of Auckland, which was our landing point, about two hours south, I had the good fortune to meet some now friends at the Maori Healing Center. And again, I've learned to say the name of it, O Matariki just so I can impress you with that. <laughs> but anyway, um, Nick Poa was uh, the fellow's name that I met and he's definitely a brother uh, after we've had some correspondence and I got to meet him and his mother Maxine and his grandmother uh, who is Haney but uh, he calls her Nan so I ended up calling her Nan. The three of them are basically running this uh, facility, it was a former grammar school and um, Nick said, for instance, they opened about a year ago and they had hours, 10 to 5, but they found people were dropping by all the time, so they just kind of dropped the whole structure of hours, and people would show up, and they would do healings uh, on the spot. And what I I think what I was, um, I came away from there, as well as uh, from the South Island, uh, a good friend of mine, Darlene Keenan, on the South Island, who is also Maori, uh really uh, coming, uh, how would I say, coming to terms with it, it really is true, as as as, um, as you note in your work, uh, Rebecca and Boyd, uh, you, you basically just show up, you know, you bring with you the skills that you have, like the two of you have uh, exceptional conversational skills, you know, great listeners, you ask great questions, and it's a natural for you to have a radio show, of course, and, and as you mentioned, Boyd, if I may comment, is it's just like when, when the intention is clear and it's alignment with God or spirit, wow, just things start happening. And yeah. that's, that's the experience I had with the Maoris is uh, I was asked to do, we had a, a meeting with the elders, um, the older Maori people. And they really do take care of their elders, unlike here. We kind of ship them off. We tend to, you know. Right. what did George Carlin said, all these names we have, assisted living centers and all that. I said, they're old folks home, come on. Let's get, yeah. out Let's get uh-huh. to see the political correctness, but there they really, they take, they take care of their elders. We had a couple of women there that were in their nineties and still had an immense vitality. So Aotearoa is the Maori name for the islands. And uh, what I witnessed there too was how the Maori culture has uh, is so mixed into uh, the larger uh, culture. Uh, as uh, Nan, Grandma said to me, said, "You know, there's nobody here that's pure Maori. I don't know anybody's pure Maori, but a lot of us have that Maori blood." And uh, they're working more and more to integrate, uh, even more so. Very intense warrior culture. Very intense. Uh, they have a, a famous rugby team. If you, anybody who, any of your listeners might know rugby or yourselves, that is, um, they're called the All Blacks, and they do something called the haka. Uh, if you ever get a chance to look it up on YouTube, H A K A, please do. It's it's phenomenal. It's a very intense warrior dance that they do. I think we've seen that.
2: So were they using their tongue and
3: the yeah. faces?
2: Oh, that was amazing. We got a chance to see that. <laughs> very impressive. It almost makes your hair in your back, of your neck stand up with the energy behind that too.
3: It, it does, even as we're speaking about it. Quite frankly, <laughs> but, yeah. And and also one of the meanings of the tongue going out. Somebody told me is. Uh, or or the, this was in a movie actually called Whale Rider. It, again, anybody who's interested, go see that movie. It's really a pretty interesting story. But the uh, grandpa, uh, grandfather in the movie explains that. He says, we do that because we are saying to our enemies, we will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. stick their tongues out. Anyway, I think it really augmented and, and enhanced a certain uh, way of healing. Uh, in the midst of, there was a woman that, for instance, that came in with the elders, there was probably 20 of the elders, and she came in a wheelchair with a young man who was, uh, you could just sit, you could just feel his love for her, it was like his auntie or his grandma or something like that, and she obviously was disabled. But after we started breaking up the group, the formal part of the session, Nan, grandmother, Haini, uh, comes over and, and pulls me by the arm over to this woman in the wheelchair and says, okay, we're going to do a healing, go ahead, do a healing. <laughs> I went okay no hesitation it was really interesting like okay nice. so I did some hands-on uh energy work you could say I I do this okay. process where I pull in holy spirit holy breath um Hebrew word called ruach r-u-a-c-h which has a du- dual meaning which means holy spirit and holy breath and I work with that sometimes and that seemed appropriate again the input you know I was listening to the input what do I do here mm-hmm. um and uh, the woman uh, I got to say, I mean, there were other of the healers involved, but I got to say, when she looked at me, you could see this spark that wasn't there before. And I, you know, I showed up, that was my job, you know, and as often as said, as you show up and get out of the way uh, in, in doing some of this healing work. For so sure. anyway, it, was, it was a phenomenal experience. And, and also my last thing I want to say about it is that it was absolutely a joy to introduce the children to a different culture. They they will go away with that. I know with memories of that, even if their top priority as far as what did you like best was zip lining. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it was a, that was a that was fun too, but they also got to see at least taste a little bit or taste touch and and feel uh, for uh, an entirely different culture. Three dimension instead of two dimension. Yep. Watching it on TV,
2: right?
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, very mm. yeah, very different. Yeah, very different. So that's, now, answer. Go, yeah, go ahead,
1: Rebecca, oh, shut up. Rebecca. Sure, sure. Well, <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> you've kind of touched on, on things, you know, going back in the history of uh, the indigenous people to bring me to my next question, which was about uh, the latest book that you've written, which is Healing Ancestral Karma. And I'd like if you could share with our listeners what that means, what that's about.
3: Um, Sure. I I think, uh, again, referring back to my experience with uh, the Maoris, uh, that's one of the things I've seen in indigenous communities and tribes and and peoples is their um, inclusion of the ancestors. And what I mean by that is that um, deceased loved ones, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, even reaching back into what we might call the ancient ones, uh, those who have transitioned oh thousands of years ago who uh, for whatever reason they have they've come back to join the people and to assist us uh, my one of my intentions with the book is to really introduce this into Western culture because we don't have that connection to ancestors so uh, we we generally think of our biological um well our, our biological lineage mom dad grandma grandpa certainly legitimately as deceased loved ones but i'm i'm out to reframe that to think of them also as ancestors mm-hmm. so that's one thing um in african cultures certainly in the maoris it, it isn't that we go we go visit the gravesite and we spend some time meditating with or about this particular individual the ancestors are a living force and they're present in our lives right now. And that is unlike any way that we might treat our deceased loved ones now. You know, they, 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 we might have visitations. We go to a medium, we hear from them, etc. But I'm out to change that, to, to change the language, you know, to mm-hmm. ancestors. These are ancestors and they're with us every day. African culture, it's like, You'd say, "Well, are your ancestors with you?" They go, "Of course, they're here now, daily, every day," and that's very, very unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a holiday coming up very shortly, and again, I know we're we're coming up to another uh, break. Um, I'll comment on it later, but it's uh, currently it's called Halloween, and I have a few more things to say about the the roots uh, and the source of Halloween that I, I always find very, very fascinating.
1: Mm, I would love that because I was briefly led to a bit of information about that last week. So I would love to hear more about it from you.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, I guess maybe on that note, then we will do our break and we'll see everybody back here in two minutes.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of SunderHealing.com and register today. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today visit the services page at sunderhealing.com. be visionary this is the voice america seventh wave channel you are listening to awakened hearts To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello
1: at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back everyone we have Dr. Stephen Farmer with us today and we are having amazing conversation we're talking about healing ancestral karma and we're just kind of delving into some of the roots of that right now and before the break uh, Stephen you were talking to us about this holiday that's coming up and how that links in so perhaps you could expand on that for us now.
3: Um, certainly, I, I would want to, before I go into that, Rebecca, just uh, answer your question earlier, which is you know, what what the heck is an- healing ancestral karma? <laughs> uh, brief comment about that is the, the premise that is, um, again, I think fairly provocative, to say the least, is that uh, when, certainly when we die, we're not, we're not done. That there is, and, and many systems will agree with this, is that there's still work to do. <laughs> There's a funny movie mm-hmm. called "Defending Your Life," which is uh, Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. If anybody wants to see a comedic take on this, he dies and he goes to has to go through a life review and all this before he can transition to the next level. Or as my uh, uh, stepdaughter Ari, when she was about seven years old, seven or eight years old, I think she tells it best. Is Jessica heard her talking in the back seat, and she was going through this. Uh, uh, conversation with herself or just talking, and she said, uh, along the lines of this, she said, well, first you go to preschool, then you go to kindergarten, then you go to grammar school, then you go to high school, then you go to college, and she stopped there. So Jessica said, well, what happens after college? And Ari said, you die. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jessica had the wherewithal to say, what happens after you die? And Ari went, well, first you go to preschool. <laughs> 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 right on. Beautiful. And, and that probably says it all about what I was going to say about that, is that we we do go through a, uh, uh, I know it might sound a little weird, depending on who I'm talking to, but we go through a, a spiritual evolution in the afterlife as well. And there's a complexity to it that I was shown in my uh, meditations and shamanic journeys that um, uh, where we can return, etc. but we do go through a, a process of being introduced to the spirit world, so to speak, and also an opportunity to clean up anything that's not that we left uh, undone. Uh, related to that is that we, in the physical realm, uh, can connect with these ancestors, especially of our first, second, and third generations. Um, I'm sorry, first, second, and third um, progenitors, and identify something in ourselves that. Is also related to a condition, uh in, in many ways, sometimes copies exactly the condition that an ancestor had. And through some uh, specific work, we can not only uh, solicit the help of that ancestor to do our healing, but we can offer uh, healing to them as well. And again, that's described in the book Healing Ancestral Karma. It's uh, it's gotten quite a few reviews, and it really is on I I think the leading edge of kind of uh, like I said provoking uh, some considerable thought and hopefully action. Uh, there's a, a related uh, called uh, Family Constellations Therapy that comes close to doing what I've just been talking about. And it's something I have not been trained in, but I've um, been studying about it more and more. And I see the parallels between what I've written <laughs> and this Family Constellations Therapy. So that's that's uh, the gist of healing ancestral karma is that we do have... For instance, a friend of mine in Australia found out when he met his father, who he didn't know until he was, uh, he finally met him when he was uh, about 17 years old, and found out his father, who was actually in prison, um, had, he had the same wounds on his left side as his father did. Very fascinating. Wow. Conditions where, uh, uh, certain conditions, for instance, uh, physical conditions that, uh, we find out that maybe someone, a couple of generations ago, also had. Uh, people are coming through with more and more stories about that. So, um, that's the that's a, a short summary of what uh, I describe in uh, healing ancestral karma. In addition to providing some evidence for, or proof that oh, there is an afterlife. What a concept! Of course there, you know, of course there is. Um, mm-hmm. So the yeah, the holidays coming up. Rebecca, you mentioned you kind of peruse some information about it, and that's the ha- Halloween and what that really means to me. It's just fascinating. I love it. It is the time of the year when the veil between our world, the physical world, and the spirit world, is the thinnest. Mm-hmm. And in Celtic tradition, uh, it's called this period of time is called Samhain in this weird Gaelic spelling, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Now, you go figure out how they call it, (laughs) Salman, or why it's pronounced that way, I have no idea. That's the pronunciation, Salad. So um, what we uh, uh, the Celts would do is venerate, uh, not worship, not idolize, but just honor uh, the ancestors at that time. And one specific way would be that evening, October 31st, is to set up a uh, ancestral altar, and on that altar you could put pictures, artifacts, and even items of food that a, a mother, father, grandma, grandpa uh, enjoyed as a way of honoring these ancestral spirits. And in doing so, they, they come and they visit, and they see that you've honored them in this way. So, what that will bestow, they'll bestow upon you, is protection and guidance for the coming year. However, if you forget to do that or you ignore it, and this is part of your uh, part of your tradition, they might trick you.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> you
3: don't leave treats; they might trick you. You got the connection there. Got it. Mm. What it's evolved to is these these little ones coming to the door in their in their uh, outfits uh, and saying trick or treat. But a lot of you don't know, you know, figure these, these children will have any connection to the origins of this. It's also very similar to El Día de los Muertos in Hispanic cultures, the Day of the Dead. Um, a lot of times, if you're not familiar with that culture, you go, whoa, oh, that's kind of spooky. There were these massive skeletons and things like that. But if you understand, it's, it's an honoring of the ancestors. It's not to freak people out um, or, or upset people, it's a way to honor the ancestors, having parades. Uh, setting up altars as I just described for the ancestors Um, and then uh, there's certainly in the uh, Catholic tradition and Christian tradition, particularly Catholic tradition All Souls Day and All Saints Day. All Saints Day uh, November 1st and All Souls Day November 2nd which is um, more to honor some people will consider the the saints our ancestors also and while that's arguable um, it It is a way of honoring uh, saints, uh, people who have come before that have lived here on earth and have gone into spirit world and have been designated as saints. But All Souls Day is more for the children, as I understand from someone who explained this to me. I've not been brought up in that tradition, so I can't say it with full authority, but that's my understanding. So, we have these celebrations this time of year. I find it very fascinating. There's probably others, too, that I'm unfamiliar with that honor the ancestors and again, though, we, one day a year? Hmm. Three days a year? How about every day? How about just when we start? Like my friend in South Island, New Zealand, Darlene, uh, she told me uh, a couple of visits ago, she said, We Maoris always start every ceremony by calling in the ancestors. Every ceremony we do, we call in the ancestors. So it's been my. Um, My intention is when I am facilitating a ceremony of any sort, is to call in the ancestors. I do something called an Earth Magic Practitioner Training, and I'm on, uh, it's a nine-month program. We meet four times a year physically here in Southern California, and then we meet online in between. And I've done this, this is the class number four, and I'll be starting the next class, by the way, I'll be starting the next class in May of next year. Ah, uh, the Earth Magic Practitioner Program—it's great. Love it. I love teaching. It, it has uh, shamanism. It has other things that I've come to, breath breathwork, shamanic breathwork, a n- number of tools and technologies. I guess you'd call it, spiritual technologies and healing technologies that I've I've acquired or accumulated over the years. And uh, every uh, session, our 1st one—the the first thing we do is call in the ancestors. We do a calling song. Mm. So yeah, you get my point. But I don't, but, Absolutely. So it's coming up this year, folks, all you listeners, and uh, you might try this is to really set the intention to set up an ancestral altar and just put um, objects that uh, my father's watch goes there, uh, a ring from my grandmother, the pictures of my grandpa, grandma, you know, things like that, and a little bit of food that they like, you know, grapes, just anything, you know, that, that says here. They can't. Obviously, eat these these foods, but they can smell them. They can see that they're there. They can they can sort of remember the taste of what that was like. In physical.
2: Mm. Yeah, I imagine there's an energy behind the intent as well that they can
3: get. Absolutely, they get. They there's some way. But again, it's it's not a matter of uh, how would I say it, it doesn't matter whether you believe or not. I think what I always tell people is, well, experiment with it. Find out for yourself. You know, see how it feels to do that. Um, and in days gone by, they would set a candle, and the candle would burn all night. But these days, we're a little more <laughs> kind of conscientious <laughs> about that. We don't want to leave a candle burning and go to sleep. But at least for the evening, we can do it.
2: So I'm, I'm curious. As you're talking there, you're you're suggesting that people try this. Um, are there any uh, things that they should be uh, not doing alone until they've been trained? I know I tried. I, follow, I read some of your book, um, Earth Magic, and in the book there you talk about how to uh, contact your animal guides. And I went through this process, and when I got there, um, I'm not going to go into uh, to, to details, but things didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted them to, and um, I actually had Archangel Michael come
3: in there and help, so could you maybe... Sure. Um, yeah. Briefly, it, um, sorry to hear that, but um, yeah. briefly what I would say is um, whoever you work with, for instance Archangel Michael who I work with also, um, if you're attempting to find a power animal which is a unique relationship with a animal spirit guide, one that's long lasting, it's not just an animal spirit guide or spirit animal, it's a particular, it's a special one that's, that is a, a relationship that you develop over time. But in going into uh, the arena to discover who that is, and I, there is on my website, earthmagic.net, there's actually a download as to how to find your power animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take with you a, a, a favorite spirit guide or an ancestor, one of the old ones, or whoever you to mm-hmm. have, have a relationship with that will provide guidance and protection should you need it. Often you don't, but should you need it, it's available to you there. So um, in answer to your question, yeah, are there some things, yeah, there's some things like there's, I know in that uh, Earth Magic book, it's more descriptive than an encouragement for people to do this. Um, I think I advise people to find a practitioner to do this, for instance, soul retrieval. Yeah. I think it's an important, a very extremely important and significant um, healing technology that comes from shamanism is to find, let's say, a piece that fragment of lost soul or, or sometimes fragments That uh, can be called back from that place that they hang out until they can be retrieved and back into your overall soul body and and integrated again uh, after having lost. Well, that's not a that's not a thing. You go, oh, let me. I just read. Let me try that. (laughs) No, 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 no. You know, get some help. Get some facilitation. You know, you got to trust your own guidance with that. If if you feel like you're confident enough to do it and you have a relationship with a powerful spirit guide like Michael, Archangel Michael, then, yeah, give it a shot, but it, it's not something to be glib about, you know, mm-hmm. or just sort of like, oh, this is the latest thing, let me try it. For sure.
2: All the more reason to go to your your uh, seminar there on, in May. I think
3: you'll probably see Rebecca and I there.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh we would, yeah, yeah, we would love to be there.
3: It's an intense uh, training program, you know, but I'll tell you, these people that are in this one, it's just, they've blown me me out of the water in a a good way uh, because they're just doing some great, great work and uh, it changes you. Uh, I can, uh, the reports from people who have gone through uh, the first, second, third programs and this one as well, it changes you. So get ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds wonderful. We're going to take this opportunity to go to our break, and I would just like to remind everyone uh, more locally here that we do have on October 22nd, we have our Yusui Reiki Level 2 class coming up. And on October 29th, we have Psychic Fair. So don't miss out on those, and we'll see you back here on the other side of two minutes.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at SundraHealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back. We have Dr. Stephen Farmer here today, and we are talking about healing ancestral karma. And what I was curious about, you were talking earlier, Stephen, about how we can do this, and specifically the the processes and some uh, methods or spiritual technologies that are outlined in your book, which we can go find those there. I wanted to ask you more on almost the responsibility uh, that lies on us here in this current generation that's living now to facilitate some of this healing and to break you know these cycles that are otherwise repeating will they not continue to repeat if if the healing isn't taking place?
3: Uh, excellent question Rebecca and of course I have a response to that the um, one thing I think on uh, on uh, stepping back from it and taking the larger the eagle eye perspective on this is the, um, the transition or transitions perhaps is more accurate that are going on in human consciousness. It's really, it's a scary time and it's, it's exciting time to live It really is because so much has changed and it isn't just that, uh, there, there's so much available for healing that that's, what's phenomenal right now about this time. Our parents and our grandparents and on back really didn't have the kind of things we have available today. Uh, Reiki for instance you mentioned uh, doing Reiki, I think you said Reiki too you're offering that coming up in October yeah, yeah. Uh, Reiki itself is a what a what a great healing I almost hesitate to call it a healing technology but a healing process uh, the shamanic journeying you know shamanism for instance uh, uh, 30 40 years ago wasn't really known or was known only by a few people that had some connection with indigenous communities and now um, what is happening is, um, I'd say good news, bad news in a sense, <laughs> is um, that largely due to Michael Harner, who I mentioned earlier, who I think has been instrumental in, re- in introducing this ancient, ancient uh, spiritual healing uh, methodology that to modern, to contemporary culture. And it isn't about going out and taking a weekend workshop and becoming a shaman. That's not the point. You know, I identify myself, even though others call me shaman, uh, as a shamanic practitioner. Uh, shamans in indigenous communities were the go-to person. They were the psychiatrist, the herbologist, the medicine woman or the medicine man. They they were the people that you go to. But we have those spiritual healing methodologies available and uh, they're, they're, they work. I mentioned soul retrieval, you know, finding a lost soul fragment that can be returned. Uh, removing un, unwanted unnecessary energies that may inhabit the soul body, things like that. And it's not the only way to go, but there there's there's um, that's available. From the psychology side, which I have you know availability to I studied trauma extensively, three year training in a process called somatic experiencing, a powerful process. EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a mouthful. But it's using either tapping or eye movements or sounds to uh, work and clear traumatic memories. Uh, uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique, also called tapping. Dawson Church, uh, good book, The Genie in Your Genes, you know, that, that explains it. This science of epigenetics that basically proves what I've been saying about ancestral karma is that we can carry... Uh, something in our genetic expression. Not our DNA. DNA is going to be the same no matter what, but it's how the DNA expresses through the genes. And scientists are now discovering uh, clues about how something that might have happened to, uh, let's say, some oh, um, somebody who was in concentration camps, and then uh, they have children, and then their children have children, and this third generation that comes down, the children who have now grown up to be adults, find that they're troubled by certain ways. They may feel. Uh, oh, was it one story that I read uh, recently was about a woman who who felt like she um, she had this suicidal impulse to go and put herself in the car and close the garage and start the car to gas herself and finding out that, wow. her, yeah, stuff like that, that her grandmother was in Auschwitz. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying is there this is epigenetics. This is a science, you know, which is satisfying to the logical and rational mind as well as the other side, the emotional and the spiritual mind that, that knows these things to be true. So that's the exciting part is we have opportunity here to do a deeper healing. And also that um, by by working with the elders of the ancestor world that they, they are begging, they're knocking at the door and saying, hey, we can help you out because we've been on this earth walk before. You know, it's been a few thousand years maybe, but we've been here before. And the human community is in, in dire need right now of, of, of a wake-up call. Oh, huge, so, huge. You know, I like the name of your program, Awakened Hearts. You know, we are, uh, many of us who are drawn to this work are, are you could say, involved in this awakening process. What does that really mean? Well, it means connecting with the celestial realm through the archangels, through the ancestors. and And where shamanism comes in and why it's become such a, Uh, a draw for so many people is we forget and I do mean forget we are forgetful species of our intimate interconnection and relationship with our mother the mother of us all the earth Mm. so you know you we make fun we go oh tree huggers well you know I say nuts to that go and hug a tree but more than that, sit by a tree, breathe with the tree, lay on the earth, you know, lay on the earth somewhere in the dirt, get yourself dirty, it's okay. She loves us. You know, she's, given us, she's contributed to our, our, our sustenance by this body that we have. And, you know, we're, and then there's the dark side, you know, which is the pollution, all the stuff that, you know, you can get very uh, cynical and depressed about if you stay focused on that too long. But you know, the, the beauty of it is that there is this awakening process going on. And those of us who have connections with children, we can teach our children. I think, I, and I, I've talked with some people about this, probably about four or five generations, there's a new human being that's emerging and one with that sort of conscientiousness. I truly believe this. I can't prove it to you. Maybe I'll come back, you know, four or five generations, you know, from ancestor world and check things out. But I do believe that the children are, are the ones that um, as we can as we um, participate actively and fully with full presence in this awakening process, we have the opportunity to demonstrate to children, not to instruct them necessarily, but to to be good models, you mm-hmm. know, to do prayer, do meditation. You know, if somebody comes and says, Oh, I got a headache, you know, pray. Try it. See what happens. You know, I don't care who you pray to. You know, everything is, a, is a, a, a specific expression of the allness of God. Everything. Everything. Nice. Anyway, I'm ranting.
1: But yes. Oh, it's,
3: good no, it's good very good <laughs> ranting.
1: Yeah, very, very powerful.
3: Uh and have fun, too. What the heck? Have fun while we're here. Imagine, imagine that. Right? That's
1: the whole idea.
3: How does it get any better? <laughs> yeah. So I've really enjoyed the show and I, I think we're coming to a conclusion. We you.
1: are. We have like one minute to say our goodbyes. So we just again want to thank you so much for being here today. And our listeners can reach you through your website, and that is earthmagic.net.
3: Correct. Yes. And there's you can sign up for a newsletter once a month. I don't share the mailing list, so that that is for you. And uh, I've Perfect. been asked a few times. And also about my Earth Magic uh, practitioner training uh, starting again, the next round starting in May. Anybody's interested? I'm going to be in Palm Springs this weekend. You can look that up on the we- on the uh, website. And I'm doing <laughs> an event at Namaste Bookstore in New York in December. And I think uh, that pretty much covers it for now.
1: Well, as many of us as can get to your... Uh, uh program in May. We will sure do that. And thank you again. And thank you to all of our listeners and join us same time, same place next week. We will be talking about the stress solution and we have a special guest for that as well. From our hearts to yours. Namaste. Namaste. Thank
0: you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.